And bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over the monster 13 games late. I'm going to try to keep it condensed. I'm going to try to keep it easy. I don't want to go into too much detail because a lot of these games have really not a lot going on. So I'm going to basically get right into it. Rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff if you'd like. If you don't want to, that's okay. Do whatever you want. We're going to get very quickly. I'm going to try to not keep this. uh, I'm not not going to try to go on and on and on because like I'm saying, most of these games are probably going to suck. So we'll get to the first one, Florida at Boston. Uh, I guess very simply, I, I'm not betting anything here. I, I think that as far as the math is concerned, it, it sort of actually favors Boston by a little, little bit at the plus 115 price. I think it's, it's a fair price. And I'm just not betting against Florida. They did lose to Tampa, but this team had lost before then, uh, hadn't lost in almost a whole month. So it was March 27th, their last loss before the game against Tampa. Lightning doesn't strike twice here, I don't think. But I'm not betting Florida because, like I'm saying, my math is telling me, like, Boston should probably end up getting this win at this price. So overall, a fade. I'm not taking either of the over-unders. I also, like, think it's probably fine under, but I don't feel very good about it at all. Full fade. I don't think there's any props I'm overly bullish on either. I think in a, a, a massive parlay mix, you're just going back to the Bergeron line and picking out a price that you feel most comfortable with and rolling with a point there. Um, most of the Florida guys are going to be priced out of consideration for me, I believe. But if I had to Galaxy Brain one, it's probably just Reinhardt. Um, he still might be priced out of consideration, but I do think he is your best bet here um, as far as a point is concerned at like a maybe a fair price. But we're going to have to see tomorrow, and we'll go from there. Bergeron, like I'm saying, probably the safest – or Marshan probably is a little bit safer than Bergeron second for Boston. Next game is Columbus at Tampa. Again, a game I don't like a lot. I like the under, uh, six and a half, just fine, but not something that I'm incredibly strong on. Um, I think Tampa gets the win here, but this is a Columbus team that just showed a ton of heart against Edmonton, uh, an Edmonton team that had been absolutely rolling. They go out there and get the win. It's really, really tough for me to now want to say, you know what? Tampa at minus 380, I think 100% confident. And I think if you're betting a minus 380 bet, you better feel unbelievably un, like out of this world's good about. And I just don't. And my best advice here is if you are very strong on Tampa, you know, looking at the standings, this is a game that if they win, they essentially would lock up third in the Atlantic almost without a doubt. They already basically have it. But a win here would almost undoubtedly, I think it'd be almost a 0% chance, unless if Boston um yeah, Boston would have to beat Florida. It doesn't matter. Who cares? There's, they have to win this game to, to cement it. If you really, really like it enough, what I would suggest is, you know, A, I bet you're not straight betting this one. Because if you're straight betting this, you know, it's minus 380. So for those of you that, you know, that would mean $100 in would pay back, you know, $26.31. That almost doesn't seem correct. Well, whatever. That's what it says. Um, so you're probably not going to straight bet it unless if you're playing massive amounts of units which would mean that you're more than likely going to parlay this. So what my suggestion always is when people ask me, like, is this a good parlay piece? Just put it into your mix and take it out and look what the payouts are and then go from there. That's the best way to assess the risk because everyone's a little bit different, A, with their unit size, which is probably the most important part of this, and B, with just what they're comfortable with in general. So what I would just say is, like, if you have, like, six or seven props and, and, and picks, put it in, take it out, take a look at the price difference, and, and then go from there. Like, it's not one size fits all with like, does a parlay piece make sense or not? Um, in this situation, I'm not going to be mixing in at all. Um, I'd much 
rather bet the under because I think the under is uh, you know likely to happen as well. Not quite as likely as Tampa winning, but likely enough. And it's a massive difference in price. Only props I like here, Kucherov, Stamco, shots. I'm not touching anyone on Columbus. We'll see if Orensky or Line rejoin the team, but I, I have no idea at this point. I tried to find it, found nothing. The next game I have a bet that I really do like, Carolina and the Rangers. These are two teams that are one and three, Carolina number one, Rangers number three, in shot suppression as far as, you know, Corsi against per 60 over the last 10. They've consistently been there all year. These are not outliers. The under five and a half, as long as goaltending shows up, which I think it will. I just like that more than either side. I slightly shade Carolina plus money. At any time they're plus money, I kind of normally grab a unit on them. I think it's fine, but it's not something I'm touting because there's no need. Um, do whatever you'd like here. I think Carolina's the better team. As far as something to play for, if Carolina wins this, they basically will. They have already basically locked up number one in the Metro, but winning this game would do it fully done. No concerns. Losing this game, well, now the Rangers are two points back with the game at hand. I think Carolina wins the tiebreaker, but I'm not positive. So we'll move to the next game, the Islanders. Oh, and by the way, for player props, I, I just didn't say it. Carolina, New York Rangers, I don't have any that I'm really strong on. I'm going to look tomorrow if I find something, maybe. But I've, as of right now, there's no one that I think is like a clear standout that I want to mention before we get to it. Um, as far as injury notes, I'm almost positive Andrew Kopp is going to miss. Yeah, the coach basically said he's not going to play. So it says game time decision, but I'm very, very doubting that Andrew Kopp's going to actually come out and play for a game that – like I mentioned, doesn't have a ton of meeting. So next game I was getting to already was the Islanders at the Capitals. Ovechkin also probably not going to play is day to day. So I don't think we have a hard 100% on it. Um, I, I doubt he plays be very, very surprised. My best advice here is wait it out and bet the Capitals. I still think they're the far superior team. I'm going to end up with the puck line because I just think they're going to get it done and probably one by two. The Islanders have been terrible. Um, I don't think they're going to get any better in this spot here. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, they, they've, 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 yeah, they've lost a few in a row. Yeah, they're just not good. Um, as far as what I'm going to be betting here, for sure, it, I, well, the puck line, I'm going to take Washington puck line, and I'm going to be taking John Carlson shots over two and a half, for sure, 100%. That's going to probably be one of my favorite bets of the entire night. Um, when Ovechkin's missed in the past, he's gotten a bit of a boost on the power play, a guy they want to feed. And the other guy that I expect to take over that power play role of Ovi, um, maybe not in the same capacity because Ovechkin is a, a bit of an anomaly on the power play, but a guy that I think will step up um, and maybe get a few more shot attempts would be Anthony Mantha. Um, so both of those two over on their shots are going to be in my mix for sure. And I think I might even take a look at them in DFS as well. Um, I think the Capitals might get overlooked without Ovechkin and they're very, very cheap without him. If Ovechkin plays, that does change things. And the, I guess the way I look at it is if Ovechkin plays, and I've missed a better price on the Capitals. I'll just eat that rather than betting it now when I think it's going to move the other way. But we'll see. So, like I said, minus 175 Capitals, plus 140 for the puck line. I take the puck line here, and I take Carlson um, and Mantha for two of my more favorite shot uh, bets of the entire night. The next game, real tough one here to bet, but a real easy win probably for Toronto, who I do like. They have realistically nothing to play for. Um, a win here, I, I believe they already have it, but just further cementing second and starting on home ice um, in the Atlantic, I guess that's something. I believe they may already have it. Those are up five points. Tampa has a game in hand, so they have to lose out and Tampa have to win out, I believe, but I just don't see that happening. I think they get it done, but again, I don't really like minus 450 bets ever in my life, and I won't bet it here. 
Um, I think the under is also probably in play, but remember these these teams played before and we saw like 19 goals. Yeah, I'm still scared about that. So I do think the under is a really good bet, but I'm just not going to do it out of respect for my sanity. Um, as far as shots are concerned, it gets tough. I think it's definitely, definitely Matthews, and I'm going to have it. The Red Wings give up an absolute plethora of shots, and I had multiple bets um, against them. Pretty much most slates, I end up betting a couple different guys against the Red Wings because they give up so many shots. I think here it's probably Marner, Nylander, or Matthews. Problem is, is they all played together at five on five and on the power play last time. So they all can't shoot at once, but you know, if the line dominates, like I think they could, you might get multiple guys through. I think Marner makes a little more sense, but I'm going to be a little bit print sensitive on what I take here. So we're going to have to wait and see. I think uh, I, I don't want to assume too much. We might not even get that as, you know, a, a stack tomorrow. Uh, I saw that in practice, they had Aberdeezy with Marner and Matthews potentially. So I want to wait it out and see what we see tomorrow before I do anything. And if that is the case, the Nylander's back with like, you know, Kerfoots or whoever, uh, that might change my tune a bit. Um, one name I didn't mention in this mix is John Tavares, who I'm pretty sure, did he not play? What the heck? I thought he says there's no injury report on him. So I think he's he missed, but he should be back. And I don't see any reason to believe he wouldn't be back. Um, yeah, he did not play. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess there's no reason why he just didn't play. Well, I guess we'll keep an eye on it. So before you do anything with Tavares, so Nylander and Matthews will be my favorites in shot prop uh, capacity here. And the next game um, is going to be Edmonton at Pittsburgh. Edmonton plus 135 is definitely a bet I'm going to mix in. Uh, I think they're just a better team in general. Pittsburgh, the Smith has been, you know, maybe you heard the criticism. I don't know, but he's been pretty good since coming back, uh, you know, from Jari's injury, which we're going to have to wait and see if he's going to be playoff ready, but a broken foot week to week could be tough for him actually getting in. I do think that Edmonton is a better team. I think they have a good bounce back spot here. We'll see what the line shake out to be. But one thing I am interested in for DFS is Hyman, Dreisaitl, and Nugia Hopkins. Sure, it needs two of your center spots. But if they are at five on five in the power play together, it's pretty rare to get a three-man unit on Edmonton, a team that can score an unbelievable amount. Uh, and they really do have a lot of condensation of their minutes. So I'm interested in that. Um, Dreisaitl over two and a half. I've been betting every single slate. And I'm not going to shade away from it here. Um, that's probably... All I have for like better and or safer plays uh, in this game. I, I don't know if there's anything on Pittsburgh. I've been betting a lot of, you know, Raquel and Gensel and stuff. And I don't know if this is the matchup. Um, Malkin over two and a half. I'll probably mix in again. Uh, and Kane over two and a half as well. Those will be something I mix in for props, uh, for shots and for points. I'm going to wait it out and see, but probably back to Evander Kane. Maybe I got to see the lines for Edmonton. If we, if we don't get lines, I'm going to have to wait till warm-ups because I don't think they're going to stick with, you know, what they started the game at with at least, being as they lost 5-2 to two to Columbus, which could move Yamamoto. If he's still with McDavid, it's okay, but he's not the top power play. So the next game we have is a very, very boring one. New Jersey at Ottawa. I mean, for your own sake, I'd probably just fade it. I think if you put a you know, gun to head, I, I think maybe just, yeah. <laughs> it's probably New Jersey, but I don't like it. Um Plus 110 is fine. I don't think I'm going to be mixing it in much. Oh, God, yeah, I don't know. Do whatever you want with this game. I'm not going to tout anything. This is a, a total fade for me in every capacity. If uh, I, I'm going to end up doing one massive, massive, as I always do, full 13-game parlay because I'm a, you know, a lunatic that believes that one day that might pay off. It's probably Dougie shots uh, over two and a half. Just mix it in. Um, they do profile to 
get some shots in this game. It's not anything absolutely crazy, but both of these teams are you know pretty bad defensively. I think the Devils are just a smidge better. So yeah, I'm fine with that. Dougie over two and a half is probably the best bet from this game in general. Uh, and Norris over two and a half might get mixed in. Other than that, probably a fade, and we can move on to something more fun. Um, and that won't be this one. <laughs> Arizona is at the Minnesota Wild minus 575 on the Wild. Yeah. 575. So you might be thinking, well, maybe they have nothing to play for and you'd be wrong. A win here would put them pretty, you know, but right now they're dead tied in points with St. Louis for home ice uh, to start. And this is game seven in theory against St. Louis, a team they've struggled with on the season. So a win here would put them up two points. They have the game in hand going into this game. So would really want to win this one. I don't think that there's much to say other than if you're betting anything here, it's going to be on the Minnesota side. Um, I think you're much better off finding a prop you like and going with it. Uh, and there's plenty here. I think that you could feel good about it's Fiala it's Kaprizov, it's Hartman, it's Boldy, it's Zuccarello, any other points um, for shots. It's Fiala and Kaprizov for sure. I'm going to be probably betting both of them because Arizona should give up a lot of shots here. Your, your only concern is that they get up too much too early and they kind of take their foot off the gas gas. If that happens, you know, in a 13 prop build, it's better to take a point because if that's your concern that they might score too many, it makes sense to get the point. Um, a guy like Boldly, I think, will be popular. I get it. Um, he's with Fiala at five on five, not in the power play. Last game, he got 16 minutes of ice time. That's pretty good for him. You know, we're hoping that we see that. And I'm totally fine with it. Uh, Eric Sinek is a guy that might get consideration for me as well. Uh, he just he takes the draws on the power play and does play the whole time. He actually scored on the power play against Nashville. So he might be a consideration just because I think he's so supremely gifted that anyone he, they put him up against on Arizona is just going to get caved in. Uh, my hope is that he's not with Dewar and Cremarosa. Uh, and if that's the case and we see him with some better people, which I think they might do, um, might really consider it. He actually had two goals in that game against Nashville. So easy consideration. Next game is Calgary at the um, Nashville Predators. God, I just want to see if there's anything I like here. Calgary is actually the, I mentioned that Carolina and New York are one in three in shot suppression. Well, Calgary is number two. They're really, really good. This game's going to probably rate out to be an under for me, but I'm just trying to, yeah, it definitely rates out to be an under for me, under six. I think it's probably the best bet here under six plus hundred seems easy. I'm not going to bet either side. Uh, Nashville still has a bit more to play for. Calgary's already completely locked up number one in the Pacific and they can't catch Colorado. So nothing to play for at all. I'm just not going to bet the money line for that reason. Uh, Nashville, a lot more to play for being as a win here would just further cement them in the number one wildcard spot and avoid. Well, actually they end up playing Calgary in the first round. So a good preview, if you will. So maybe that, that narrative will talk you into the, these teams going at it harder, but the under six for me is going to be my favorite bet. Uh, I don't think, like I said, I I don't think I could talk myself in any national props um, just because of the shot suppression we're seeing from Calgary. Um, So if anything here, it's probably a shot prop. God, Honestly, I think I'm just going to mix in the under more than anything. I don't feel good about any of this. Nothing really rates out incredibly well. Hannafin's been shooting a lot, but I don't think you're even going to find that. So maybe Matt the Chuck over two and a half would be where I'd go here, but nothing rates out super well. So we'll just move on because I don't like anything there. Vegas at Dallas, the game of the night. I mean, realistically, this is the one everyone's going to be watching. That's anyone. Um, it's kind of on its own on an island at 8.30, which is nice. So you don't have to be competing too much at intermissions. You'll find something else to watch. But 
it, it's basically a pick them. I'm going to side with Dallas here. Vegas kind of just seems like a mess. They really can't get anything done right. It's an absolute must win for them. A loss here is, is done. I mean, they're totally toast. So I get not wanting to bet it, and I understand not betting it on a principle. Um, I think that Dallas get it done at home, though. I mean, minus 120 feels good. I think if you shop it, you might find it better. Um, I Just looking at what this is saying, I mean, my model, it has Vegas as a better team. So if you, if you want to go with that, go right ahead. We have this right around a five expected goals. Five and a half right on the right on the head. I think they really price this correctly is the best way to put it. So I don't know if I'm going to be going crazy on, on that front, but I do think there should be a lot of shots, especially from whatever team you think could be down. You know, it's going to be absolute desperation. And for that reason, you know, I really think there could be shots here. Um, Patchy already, Theodore are going to rate out the best. I think Patch Ready over whatever he is is going to be my favorite bet um, in this game for shots. Uh, and then on Dallas, it's definitely Robertson, but I think Petra is just the better option in general. Um, so that's what I'm going to be rolling with. But like I said, this is a really, really tough one to bet with a ton of confidence. Uh, we this going to be playoff-like atmosphere, uh, intensity, et cetera. In that game against the Sharks, we saw Petra ready back with Steve Stephenson and Stone. Will it stick? I don't know. Um, Eichel kind of moved around and played with a bunch of different guys. Just That line just wasn't working. Um, so I, I think you might end up seeing him back with March or so we'll, we'll find out, but man, this is a tough one for Vegas. If they don't get this done, the season ends all, all, for all intents and purposes. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Bet with whatever you want. Like I said, my heart says um, Dallas, the, the math is telling me go with Vegas. You can do whatever you want here. I don't think I'm going to be betting it um, other than just for fun, straight betting it because it's, just, it's not parlay piece. I think Patrick Reddy is much more of a better option for a parlay piece for shots over probably three and a half, but we'll move to St. Louis at Colorado. Colorado has been very bad as of late. Um, just not the same team. It could be a get right spot though. I mean, I know St. Louis is not the team to get right against, but you know, they're going to be back at home after the long West coast trip. They should maybe, I don't know, but they should be getting reinforcements. I, I don't think I'm betting the money lines here. I kind of feel like a broken record saying that because while Colorado has absolutely nothing to play for while St. Louis, like I said, a win here, a Minnesota win, at least they're still in the in, in play for that two spot. So I'm probably going to fade it. I think a lot of people are going to tell St. Louis, and I don't really know how much math or logic is behind that rather than just going off of the very, very small sample size of recent trends that we're seeing um, of, well, Colorado has been bad for a couple of games and St. Louis has been good. So we're going to, I don't really work like that. So if, if you want to go with that, go with it. I think the under six and a half is probably the smarter play in general. Um, I think that it's just, this just rates out to be a bit of an under for me. We'll see what it gets to. It's probably going to be right on the head, but I, you know, I, I think six and a half is really going to be, it might end up being six. It might end up being seven. It's really, really gets right there. Darn it. I think it's the better bet in general, but I don't feel very good about it. I mean, I do think that you're going to see a lot of talk on Twitter. A lot of people that are just going to go with St. Louis blindly at the plus plus one fifty, And I, I really don't know what they're going to be looking at to get them there other than just very small sample size stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think that you could bet that and feel very confident. But then again, a lot of this is, is it, you know we don't we don't lace them up, right? I mean, we, at the end of the day, so um, what two three straight losses for the for Colorado? Man, I don't want to I don't want to bet on the fourth. So I'm going to move forward. I think um, actually, let me give you a proper two. Um, Colorado, we'll pull Colorado first. Um, I guess you know the the St. Louis. 
they really, really, really making it tough to want to bet the props for the Tarasenko line. And that's where I'd want to go. Cairo has been a guy that rates out well, but doesn't quite get the Shen's okay, but he doesn't quite get the reinforcements that you'd like on a five on five. So maybe it's Peron um, shots. It still loves Kadri. It still loves um, your Tushkin. Those make a lot of sense, but I want to see what the lines are before we do anything. Um, we, I think we'll get Rantanen back at least, but I, I really think this is a weighted out type of situation because we just don't know what we're going to see. Um, exactly. That's tough. Uh, St. Louis, just kind of pulling them into the mix now. Yeah. No one's rating out incredibly well here. There's really no shot prop that is going to be overly favored. So it's probably Kadri at this point. And if there's anything I find that pops up, that's new, um, I'll definitely be sure to tweet that, but we don't know on Rantanen. We don't know on Taves. We don't know on Krug for St. Louis. A lot to find out before I think we feel really good about betting anything. So we'll move over to the Kraken at the essentially eliminated Vancouver Canucks. They made a good run for it, but didn't quite get there. Um, I, I do think that I would, if I was going to do anything, I would just take, take Seattle, but I don't feel great about it. Um, just looking at the math, ah, boy. And it's pretty close as far as what it thinks the score is going to be. So I think it's fine. Um, Seattle plus 190. I know it's a road game, but you know, Seattle trying to build this rivalry. I mean, they've been a, a bit better as of late, trending in the right direction at the very least. Um, I know they got the huge win against Colorado. Like I mentioned, Colorado kind of reeling for a minute, but I think they're going to be fine. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's Seattle as far as money lines are concerned, it's one of the better ones on the entire slate, but I get not wanting to bet against Vancouver who had just been better in totality in the second half of the, of the year, rather than like a very much, well, not very, a, a much smaller sample size um, of good run from Seattle, which we just like, frankly, hadn't seen for a while. Um, they gave Dallas everything they could handle last time out. Didn't quite get there. Top line, Berniers, Eberle, and Donato. It's just a much better unit. McCann with Gord has just looked a lot better as well. Um, the top power play of Berniers, Dunn, Everly, McCann, and Wember is pretty cool as well. I think that egg unit might maybe hopefully catch a little bit of fire down the stretch. We'll see. Uh, I think this game is just kind of one that I'm not incredibly excited about. I don't think that there's going to be a ton of offensive explosion here. Uh, it rates out right around a five spot. Um, they have it at a six. So you're really, you know, expect the goals are around five. Could one more happen? It's tough bet to take. Um, I think that I would rather I feel better about, I guess, in general, betting Seattle um, rather than going with that. Personally, I think it's just a much better line. As far as props are concerned, I mean, it's going to be Brock Besser and, and Connor Garland shots. Yeah, it is. So those are the two I'm going to be looking at. Besser probably a little bit ahead of Garland, but they're both right there for me. Um, Garland's actually got, he's gotten a pretty good fair amount of run at five on five. One of the better five on five rate shooters really since he's been in the NHL and definitely as of late, um, depending on the injuries, which I think we're only, uh, well, Horvath's done for the year. I'm almost positive. Let me just see if it says that. Yeah, he's done for the year. So Pearson probably out as well. Yeah, I think, I think Garland is fine for a shot prop though. And we were hammering it early in the year. I think he could get back on track. Their last game was on the 23rd against Calgary. Let's find that one quick before I, before I move on. I just want to see if he played on the top power play because I doubt they'd change it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Besser and Garland, top power play. Real nice. Okay. Yeah, I think either of them are totally fine then to bet on the shot power play. I'll probably take both. And we can move to our final game of the night. Yep, it is. Final game of the night. How much fun did we have today? The Ducks at the Sharks. The Sharks spoiled 
any almost any chance Vegas has at making the playoffs. Um, and a loss against Dallas would actually put the nail in the coffin. At home against the Ducks, man, have the Ducks really not been playing very well? Let me let me start there. Um, Corsi against for six over the last ten. These are the two worst teams. The Ducks a bit worse, not by much. So both of these teams are giving up a large amount of shots. And um, this is a five and a half. Seems a little bit weird to me. I, I don't think that you have to bet the over because both these teams are not very good at finishing. I do think that there should be some shot volume to go around, though. Uh, I also think that this game is a lot closer to uh, right at the mean than it is like San Jose is a massive favorite. But I do have San Jose as a better team here. But like I'm saying, both these teams have been really bad at suppressing shots. Granted, both of them have been also incredibly bad at getting shots themselves. Maybe it's matchups that have been doing this. Uh, but this is kind of a get right spot for both. So Anaheim is second worst in Corsi four for 60 over the past 10 to only Arizona. The Sharks are fourth worst in shot attempts. And I already said how both of them are bottom two in shots against, which I mean, it makes sense. Obviously, if you're, and, you know, if you're getting that many shots against, how do you have time to get shots yourself? What I'm saying is both of these teams have been very bad. I would, like I said, I like the over here. Um, minus 125 is a little bit tough, but I think it's, justifiable for sure. Um, both these teams are that bad defensively. Timo Mare shot prop, very, very easy bet for me. Even in a game where they only had 19 in San Jose, he actually did hit and they didn't credit him with it. I know someone reached out and sent me that video. He had the four and they just gave it to Mario Ferraro, which is really tilting if you bet it. I'm pretty sure I had it straight, so I should have been madder, but I think I had like 10 bucks on it because I was drinking. Anyways, <laughs> um, Timo Mayer's shot prop is probably, again, one of my favorite bets of the entire night. I don't think you have to overthink this slate too much. It's been a good bet every night. Troy Terry as well, going to be one of my favorite bets of the entire night. Um, both these teams are, you know, not good against anyone. And actually, over the last five, Timo and Troy Terry both are at 7.4 shot attempts per game, and they're going to be over two and a half and four, three and a half. I think they both hit very easily. So not going to overthink it. That's where all the shots are coming from from these teams. Yep, it's going to happen again. I also think for that reason that one-offs wise, they both make an absolute ton of sense. So you can go with that um, if you wish. Uh, either way, I think they're really good utility plays in DraftKings. I'm not going to be betting anyone else in this game for shots or anything because those two are just way above the rest, not even close. So let's go over really quickly, recap my favorite bets on the entire night. Um, I'm going to start with a money line and or a... Um, puck line of Washington, whatever you prefer. I, like I said, I think you could wait it out and get a better price potentially once Ovechkin's confirmed out. But if you want to bet it now, I think the plus 140 is real nice on the puck line. The under in the Carolina Rangers game, under five and a half, definitely both these teams are really good defensively. No reason this shouldn't hit. The uh, Pittsburgh-Edmonton game, I like the Edmonton money line. I think they're just the better team. Those are probably my favorite three. Um, as far as the model's concerned, let me just look at presenting. Yeah, Washington, it absolutely loves um for the puck line uh yeah i mean I, obviously it loves like minnesota and stuff but of course like why wouldn't it that's the problem with this slate there's a lot of teams that are just real bad it does like st louis over colorado on paper so if you do like that for the the narratives i talked about and how bad they played it does like it so i do get it maybe maybe there's a little bit more i, I think it's gonna be hammered on tomorrow though i think the line's gonna move um, away from Colorado a decent bit. I don't know if I'm going to bet it personally, just because, like I said, four games in a row, come on. Um, 
over-unders, it does like the over in the Boston game okay, but I'm not that high on it. It loves the under in the Carolina game. It loves the under in the Calgary game. So, yeah, let's do the Calgary. Uh, under six, Calgary and Nashville. And for props, I don't even know. There's so many that I like, and I've given you already. Uh, let's look. Ma- uh, Matthews, Pacioretty, Malkin are three for shots. Mayer and Terry. And Carlson, John Carlson. So there's six for you. Let's get you started. Hopefully that that helps. Um, and for points, I mean, what teams are expecting to get a lot. Yeah, so why don't we throw Boldly in the mix, uh, Nylander in the mix, and Marshand in the mix. Those are three that I think will be pretty sound uh, for you to get started on building different parlays. Hopefully that's enough for you today. 13 games, a lot of bets, a lot of good stuff. If you have any questions, concerns, you forgot something I said, you want to ask me, Twitter, DJ underscore Mitchell 94. And I will be back on Friday. And I will also have Morning Skate podcast for today when you're listening and for Thursday. And I, we might do an extra one in there. And then I'll be back for the playoffs. You can't get enough of me. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>